Welcome to YFC Now with news and encouragement from Fresno Madera Youth for Christ. Ministering to area kids for over 65 years, here is the host of YFC Now, Executive Director Ed Kazmarek. Well, greetings again, everyone. This is Ed Kazmarek with Fresno Madera Youth for Christ, and happy to be here with you on the YFC Now show. We love to share about what's going on in the lives of our youth, and today is a great, positive, uplifting show because we're going to talk about what uh, is happening directly in the lives of our youth. In fact, how youth are leading on their own campuses. We are going to bring a couple of things in about how youth are running their own clubs on campus, Christian clubs, outreach clubs, and we're going to talk about how you might get involved in that very thing. You know, today on campus, kids need adults in their lives more than ever, and it's possible to do that. Of course, teachers across the two-county area are being role models for the kids, whether positive or negative, but I know there's a lot of great and wonderful teachers out there who are loving their students and being a great role model for them in the classroom and on campus. Well, there's also the the possibility for adults to support the kids on campus in various ways. You, at Youth for Christ, we know that um, it's it means a lot to a kid to show up at their baseball game or water polo tournament or uh, whatever event is going on related to campus to show support and just to build relationship with those kids. And we like to support them in that way. Some of these kids don't have parents at home supporting them in those uh, aspects of their lives. We love to be there for them and we love to build relationship with them. Another way that we can support kids is through the on-campus clubs that kids have at their campuses. And many, many of the high school campuses in our area do have on-campus clubs. There's a variety of kinds of clubs. The ones that we like to help with the most are the Christian-based clubs or the outreach clubs. Now, they come in a lot of different flavors. Um, Some clubs are small Bible studies. Other clubs are big outreaches that reach hundreds of kids on campus. A lot of it depends on what the kids themselves, the student leaders, want to do to reach their campus. Well, enter Youth for Christ. We love to support and train these kids to uh, bring them resources and direction and guidance to help them run great clubs. And we're always pushing the envelope with student campuses to make sure the kids are thinking about the non-Christian students. It's easy to get in a holy huddle. It's easy to get into a circle where you are just talking about your relationship with God and the Bible, which are all great things. But if you really want to make a difference in the world and on your campus, you're going to have to get a little uncomfortable and reach beyond the walls where you're meeting and go invite other students to come to this club. And so what we do through Youth for Christ, we host and sponsor Campus Life Clubs or clubs by other names on campus, Uh, There are many names that the kids name their clubs, but we still, all the same, we like to support them, help them do a great job. But we'll support them and always encourage them to be outreach clubs where they reach out to other kids, where they reach out to their campus, even reach out to the administration and the teachers to bless them and love them. And we love to see campus transformation as kids' lives are transformed. And that is what it's all about. Now, I'd like to share with you a little interview we have. Our uh, campus representative, Jamison White, is one of our fine Youth for Christ staff. He is the guy who probably drives the most miles every month because he's going from campus to campus to campus. 
and he's meeting with student groups at their campus clubs. He's also meeting with student leaders outside of school time to help them prepare for and operate great campus clubs. Jameson interviewed a young lady who participates in the SWAT club at Clovis East High. Wonderful club. Uh, I'll let him and Rebecca tell the story about SWAT club at Clovis East High School. So here are Jameson and Rebecca. My name is Jameson White, and I'm sitting here with Rebecca Brake from Clovis East. Hi, Rebecca. Hi. Well, Rebecca, I was interested in your club. Tell me about what your club's name is and what does it look like on any given day. Um, its name is SWAT, and it stands for Students with a Testimony, and it's held every Thursday, and there's a free lunch, usually either Taco Bell or pizza or something, and it's provided by Mrs. Sela, who pays for it all. And um, we usually have preacher people come and speakers and different pastors and just whoever we can get or we play games and then we talk about Jesus. And this all happens on campus at lunch? Yes. Like what days of the week and where? Um, on Thursday, well it used to be in one of the classrooms but now we're moving to the choir room. Cool. And how did you first get involved with SWAT on campus? Um, I remember I saw a flyer that said about it and I think some of my friends told me about it and so then I just came and then I, after a couple times coming I wanted to be a leader and they let me be a leader. What does being a leader look like? Um, basically we have meetings once every month and we just kind of decide what we're going to do throughout the throughout the weeks and what's up, upcoming and all of who's going to be speaking and stuff. Now I heard one club that you actually shared your testimony to club. What was that like? Uh, it was kind of nerve-wracking. <laughs> yeah? Yes. And what was nerve-wracking about it and how did people respond? Um, just getting up in front of everybody and kind of just, basically I told my life story, but it, it was so, it actually really impacted me a lot, and I think it impacted other people, because they, they said that they, some of them started crying and stuff. And That's cool that you're a leader and you're willing to share your own story with your friends. I mean, do you know what kind of impact club has had in the lives of any of your friends, or in the lives of people who come to SWAT? I know our senior leader right now, uh, I'm pretty sure he became a Christian through club. And through wow. testimonies of his friends. But I'm, I'm not positive on that, but I think so. Wow. So, Rebecca, you mentioned Mrs. Sela providing all this food and paying for it. I don't know if you knew this, but she's a Youth for Christ volunteer. Oh. And she's been there for like five plus years at that same campus. What's Mrs. Sela like? What does she mean to you as a leader? Talk to me about Mrs. Sela. Um, she is... Literally one of the most nicest people I have ever met, and she she has a very nice, good heart for um, for helping kids and for, for I mean the the fact that she would provide lunch every single week for probably about forty or fifty kids means that she's really really into it and she really wants to help us and she she opens our her home up to um, the leaders when we go have the meetings once a month and I've talked to her a few times and she's taken me places just to. Just to get to know each other and to help out with the, when we were like running errands for the SWAT and everything. At club, you guys do a lot of fun things. Um, you sing at um, retirement homes. You guys do stuff on campus like outreaches and games. You guys have people come speak and give the message. What are some of your favorite things about SWAT that you guys do on a yearly basis? Um, this year was the first year that I um, got to go and sing at the retirement homes and I, I really really enjoyed that because I like to sing and then I, I love singing Christmas songs and then seeing the, the, the people's faces light up as we sing to them and sing along and the, it was really nice. That's awesome and you have a friend named Janessa um, 
what are your hopes for her? I know she's been coming to club lately. Um, I suppose you're excited about that. Yeah, um, I, I really hope that she's going to learn more about the word and grow close to God. And, and actually, if she hasn't accepted in him in her life, then I hope she will. Yeah. Are there other clubs like SWAT on campus? Um, not Christian clubs. There is an, uh, international, an, an international religious club. I, I think that's what it's called, but where it combines all religions and talks about it. I haven't actually been to it, but I know a couple of people in the leadership have. I know that one of the things you guys do is about every month you get together at Mrs. Sayla's house for a leadership meeting. What are those like? Well, she provides food, again, for all of us. We have dinner. Um, usually at the beginning we do just a bit of kind of cat talking and catching up in each other's lives. And then afterwards we have like a, a serious meeting where we have a secretary who writes down everything that goes on through the meeting and we decide um, what's going to happen through, uh, through the rest of the months and the rest of the weeks. In the SWAT. <laughs> so you guys are actually like planning club, running club, doing club, basically on your own. I mean, with adult guidance, but you guys are doing this. Yes. <laughs> that's really impressive. Like, do you ever think about, wow, that's pretty cool what I'm doing, or does it just seem normal to you? I guess kind of normal. <laughs> yeah? How long have you been doing it now? Um, in March, it'll be a year. Wow. And you are graduating. What are your plans post-high school? Um, I want to go to Fresno Pacific and major in music. Awesome. And if anything, what have you learned from SWAT? Um, I learned mostly a lot about people, like listening to different testimonies and just watching the people come in. I've learned about different lives and how, I don't know, I really want to help people now and grow in ministry and be able to become maybe some sort of minister somehow. Thanks, Rebecca. It's been nice talking to you, and God bless you as you continue in your journey. Thank you. Okay, so that is a story from Clovis East High School, and I've been to that club, and it's a great time. There are teachers there that have supported the club and opened up their classrooms, and Janet Sala is, in fact, a wonderful person. But, you know, what she does is uh, she doesn't do a lot of talking in front. She supplies food and drink and a lot of love, and it's really blessed the kids there. So I want to talk a little bit more about what it's like to be a volunteer and what it takes to be a volunteer and what kind of needs we have at Youth for Christ for volunteers. So joining me here in the opulent Youth for Christ studio in downtown Fresno is Kara Pritchard, our volunteer resources director. Welcome, Kara. Thanks, Ed. Well, um, Kara, I know you've been a volunteer and you really kind of came to Youth for Christ or connected to YFC through being a volunteer, and I think it was first the teen parents division, right? That's correct. So tell us how you connected and what it's been like to be a volunteer. Well, now that I'm on staff at YFC, I know that we wouldn't exist without our volunteers. They're essential, they're vital, and um, I myself came because I heard someone talking about the teen parent ministry, and that just happened to be part of my story. And so before I was on staff, I was a volunteer for three years in that ministry. Um, we met, we meet weekly. Uh, I heard girls' stories, shared a bit of my own. Sometimes I provided a craft or food. And um, what struck me most, though, is the time that made itself available. I mean, I'm married. I have four children. At that time, I was working full-time. And um, I, I was a little worried about time when I first became a volunteer. And I found that it, it opens up when you're faithful and you stay committed. So Now, Carol, were you... Were you trained or, I mean, did you have previous experience? How did you feel when you first landed? Were you ready to go? I, I really didn't know 
um, anything more than I love the Lord and I wanted to be around teen moms. I mean, really, that was it. But what I was promised and what I experienced were, were teachable times and moments. I mean, we we really, now that I'm a staff member, I, I try to always look back to that when I was a volunteer to know that I was a little nervous. Would I say the right thing? Um, there are rules that we have to follow. These are children that need to be protected. Their stories need to be protected and they need to be loved on. And I think that the teaching that I received you know, the monthly education, the phone calls, the encouragement um, was always overflowing. And I think all of our ministries do that really well. But do you, does it take a, a huge amount of time to become a volunteer and get trained? And do you kind of have to be um, an expert with kids right no, at the get-go? certainly not. I mean, I think that you just have to be available. You have to uh, lend yourself a bit and and we have some volunteers, they literally may volunteer one hour a week. We have others who are more, um, who've been involved with their ministries a long time, and, and time just opens up more as they're willing to give, and they, they can volunteer several hours a week. I think any time availability can be met. Well, we've talked about um, Janet, Sela and the Campus Club at Clovis East, and we've talked about Teen Moms. Youth for Christ has six different divisions through Madera County and Fresno County. And so we're all over the place at about 40 different ministry sites. We're doing different things. Sometimes we work with kids after school. Um, Sometimes we work in the juvenile hall. Uh, There's a boot camp in Madera where we have chaplains and volunteers. We're even starting a brand new uh, mentoring opportunity for teen fathers. We've worked with teen girls for so long, and now we, we recognize there are teen dads out there that need guidance. They need um, a man in their lives to show them how to be a daddy. All these different opportunities. Um, where do they start just to get ideas of how to become a volunteer? One of one of the best views that I have from my office um, can also be one of the worst views working downtown. But one of the most amazing things I see every Tuesday is our city life director walking across the street with a group of kids. What I also see are the volunteers, the the young volunteers, um, some of them are in high school or early college, that come here to tutor on Tuesdays. And so I see those those people arrive first, and they're here to greet those children as they walk in. They know their names. So let me clarify on that a little bit. Because we're located downtown, and we're just a stone's throw away from Lowell Elementary, we've had a great relationship with Lowell Elementary School and the Lowell neighborhood for years and we've built relationships with elementary school kids at Lowell who come over. They'll play Saturday sports with us. They'll come to our Station One Activity Center and play games. They'll come to Friday night events, and they'll come to tutoring during the week. And honestly, our the main uh, portion of our ministry has not been to elementary kids, but because we're in this downtown environment, that has been the bulk of our outreach, at least at this time. And we so we have a lot of little kids who've been growing up to big kids over the last years. I think the reach that we have, how how amazing it is, you know, how it does extend to elementary school, um, it, it really shows the different areas where volunteers can work. I mean, whether it's a middle school campus, I mean, it takes a special person to want to go spend time with middle schoolers, and, and yet we have them. And we have uh, parents who will open up their homes for clubs. We always need those. And we have women who give of their time to share some of their mothering skills. And it's not even about working with the teen parents as a volunteer. You don't have to be a perfect parent. To be honest, if you're transparent and you share some of that brokenness, it's effective too. But um, when I was speaking earlier about the kids that come here for tutoring, it it is amazing to see someone in the in the middle of their education to stop and give back to make sure a little one gets their homework done because maybe it's not possible for their parents. 
And then they, those children later understand or come to know that those people are doing that, that service because they love Christ. Mm, that's great. Um, there are so many different opportunities, as we've said, and some of the, the times are different, too. Like if, you're, if you happen to be a mentor on campus, you're looking at dropping in on a school campus from you know, 1130 to 1215 once a week. That could be your volunteerism. Uh, that schedule doesn't fit everybody, that's for sure. Maybe you would drop in at a Campus Life Club one night, in uh, one evening a week at somebody's home or at a church room. Or maybe you'd go to Juvenile Hall twice a week, uh, once in the afternoon, once in the evening. There's just such a variety of opportunities that I really, I really encourage people who hear about volunteering with Youth for Christ to give us a call or check our website for the times because there is very likely something that fits you and your schedule if you want to make an impact in the lives of kids. Kara, do you, um, you want to tell us just a little bit about the volunteer application process? So because we need to protect children, we screen all of our volunteers. We, we do a background check. There is an application process where we need three references, um, people in your life. Your pastor is, is a great reference, people who've seen you do ministry work, who've known you a long time. It, even though we do background checks, we don't, we, don't, um, we don't eliminate someone with a history. Although we do protect children and we want to protect them, some of our best volunteers may have many years in their past or even a few years in their past. Uh, maybe they've committed a crime. That works well when you're mentoring to people in certain neighborhoods or certain areas where crime is high. Um, we have some um, teen moms who were teen moms themselves and maybe got into a little bit of trouble. They can speak to girls in group homes. So that doesn't exactly eliminate you. We just need to consider that history. Um, we we have all different types of volunteers. One of our staff members uh, not too long ago described a volunteer, and, they, and we asked we asked all of our staff, how, how do you see a volunteer? And this particular um, person said, a volunteer is fat, that they're faithful, available, and teachable. Hmm. And so part of that is going through our volunteer process, um, getting that application, and, and I would love for you to contact me if you know if that's an interest of yours. That's great. How, how important is being consistent? I mean, are you locked in for life if you want to sign on the line as a volunteer? You know, we were being silly when we say that, that a volunteer is fat, but they do have to be faithful, faithful to God's Word and faithful in showing up, and, and that leads into available. Um, whether it is for that hour a week on that campus or that half an hour before campus on some of our schools meet at 7 in the morning, there are people that that's a good time for them. Um, so as long as they're consistent, we ask for time commitments, whether it's a semester, an entire school year, um, children need consistency in their lives, and that is something that, that our volunteers have to be faithful, available, and then they have to be teachable. We'll help them learn how to work it. Too often we've seen so many models where the family is not dependable. Dad or mom even is not dependable in the household. So the last thing we want to be is undependable for children. And so we're very careful about um, being committed to the you know, the clubs and the opportunities that we offer so that we'll have caring adults there waiting for the kids. So Kara, tell me maybe um, a story from your own experience as a volunteer. How does it, how does it change you or shape you as a volunteer? I mean, and I know that you're doing this for others, but I know it's also grabbed your heart. I, I can say mostly in my experience, the impact on my family. I mentioned that I'm a mom and a wife and, a wor- and I work. Um, I, I like that my children see us give. I see my children put aside toys that they have and even clean them up to pass on to little children. 
Um, I, my husband, you know, speaks about these girls all the time. And of course he was a little reluctant at first to have a bunch of teenagers in his house. And I've just seen it made my, makes my family grow closer in service. And I think it helps my children be good stewards of their time and of their resources. Hmm. So it's really impacted your whole family. My entire family. Me personally, it is about a story that was redeemed. I mean, I felt redeemed in being able to share something painful because I can speak to a certain history. I see other volunteers that experience the same thing, maybe old hurts or, or you know, things that they had in their life that are healed through serving others. So is volunteering just that one and a half hours a week or whatever you give? Really, it takes a big chunk of my prayer life. I mean, I pray a lot, um, and I, I know our volunteers pray a lot. And I think that people see your service and they somehow want to be involved, whether it's by donating time or resources, money. Um, but I, I, I definitely see how it's transformed uh, my spiritual life. And, and to see that the, the stuff, the most basic stuff, whether it's you bake cookies and you hand them to someone to take to club and, and that's the least you do, that's still important. I know um, I've been witness to one of the high school clubs that was hosted in our home for a while before they had another place. And just the woman that brings the cookies every week, she is just their hero. It's yummy food and it's consistent and something that small really makes an impact. I know, too, just a side note on that is we've had all kinds of support for the different clubs and groups that we have. We've had people donate food, come and bake meals for us. We've had companies donate things like sporting equipment or uh, other materials and supplies for the clubs. If maybe there's someone listening who can support in that way as well, just a variety of, of ways. We have um, women's church groups, moms clubs. Um, we have, you know, dads that get together, and especially now with all of with the new fatherhood opportunities that we have, maybe um, there's a skill that they learn. They know a martial art or an, another form of art or computer work. People will take whatever they have, whatever is available to them, and share it. The greatest thing is to watch a woman show up with dinner for our teen moms on a Tuesday night. Um, from a, a church that may not know a lot about our ministry, and they're so concerned about what to bring. You know, we'll be happy with hot dogs sometimes, but these women show up with food, and it's neat just to see a, a ministry come in and be blessed by blessing girls. Well, Kara, we're, we're finishing up our time. If you've got any last words you want to share, uh, the, the time is coming up quick, but I just want to emphasize to those listening that we work with all different kinds of kids in all different kinds of situations, we talk about at-risk kids. These would be kids who are really at risk of dangerous uh, behaviors like gang involvement, crime, teen pregnancy, and so on. And I would say that, in a way, every kid is at, at risk today just because of pressures and temptations in our culture. So what's a final word for those who are really kind of maybe teetering on the edge of how to spend their extra hour a week that they have? I can assure you that if you have resources or a heart or time, that there's a place for you here. We have so many different ministries, so many different types of kids, so much support that is needed um, that, that anything that you would be willing to give Youth for Christ can find a place for. Well, Kara, thanks for helping us understand how we do that through Youth for Christ. I appreciate your time. Thank you. Well, if you would like to get a hold of us, there's a couple of ways to do that, of course, Give us a call at 237-4741 or go on our website, yfcnow.org. Uh, again, that web na website name comes from people asking me the question, what is YFC doing now? They remember the clubs and events of the 70s and 80s, the Campus Life Clubs. We do a lot of different things today and reach kids in a lot of different ways and a lot of different areas. 
kids today are maybe more challenged and pressed than ever because of the broken family. Um, nine out of 10 of the boys in juvenile hall are without a dad at home. We just read a statistic that in the Fresno B that 30%, uh, excuse me, fifth, over 50% of the young moms who are 30 or under are unmarried. So there's a trend with the young moms that they are not getting married. And this is the breakdown of our family. Youth for Christ stands in the gap for kids who need loving adults in their lives. So please give us a call. Support us. We appreciate your prayer, your donations, and, of course, your volunteerism. It's so critical. Did you hear something that intrigued you or that you have a question about? Do give us a call, and we would love to answer your questions. And we'll see you next time on the YFC Now Show. Bye-bye. You've been listening to YFC Now. Contact us with your comments and questions at 237-4741. Visit us on Facebook or on the web at yfcnow.org. Thanks for listening, and thanks for supporting our youth.